Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Welcome to Exploring Missions, connecting mission needs with those equipped by God to meet those needs across the world or across town. And now the host of Exploring Missions, Bert Harper. There's a meeting that I get to go to each year. It's called NRB or the National Religious Broadcast. And in that, I've, I've made some friends along the way. But one of my favorite ministry friends that we've made is Canines for Christ. Now, Again, that was highly unusual. Met them in, in Texas, and, and you know, it's been a, just a joy to, to interview them. And so this is a return, and uh, but different canine. Okay. Uh, yeah, we, we had a, a different uh, dog to come, and you say, what in the world are canines for Christ? Well, you're going to hear that in the interview and what they do. But, but Nathan, God in his creation, uh, he made animals, yes, but in this is Bert Harper's opinion, and uh, others disagree, but two of those categories that I, I just think God has used and is using are dogs and horses. Mm. I mean, uh, and we're going to find out about the use of how God uses these dogs to tear down barriers, but also heard about horses and those horses that's been mistreated and how that horse you get with a child that's mistreated or got issues, and it's amazing how therapy that is, but we want to talk about canines for Christ, and I love the interview. And let me just share with you: there's we have a special interviewer. He served as my co-host since you couldn't be there, okay, and asked one or two questions, and well, that you, was my grandson Caleb. Yep, my my nephew. So you probably got the better the better <laughs> co-host on that on that day. Yeah, he did. But let's talk about barriers. Uh, people build up barriers, don't they? They they yeah. they develop barriers. Sometimes intentionally, but probably most of the time unintentionally, they just come with growing up and going through difficulties, maybe in our home lives or maybe through something, an event that happens to us. And those barriers, most of the time, are like emotional. We all can recall uh, going through school and, you know, that school bully that, <laughs> yeah. that, that was around. Usually... And this is this is maybe bad stereotyping, but they were usually <laughs> a couple years behind. They were so they were a couple years older than everybody in the grade that they were in because yeah. they failed a couple times or were held back or something and made them bigger than everybody, right? And they their their front they they put on that they were tougher and mean and aggressive and they would pick on the the ones that weren't. But you know, as you got older, you realized they were probably that was a barrier. They had an emotional barrier that they were uh, disguising how hurt and probably f fearful and uh, troubled that they really were as a child, and they were putting up that barrier. Um, and so the barrier is there to keep from getting hurt again, right? And so we, we can have emotional barriers. We can have spiritual barriers, right? And John chapter 4, we won't read through it, but just the story of Jesus uh, with the Samaritan woman yeah. at the well, um, a lot of that conversation, G what Jesus was doing with her was breaking down her barriers 
that she had put up. Um, a lot of those were religious, uh, spiritual, maybe even social barriers. Uh, Jesus, some of those he just broke right through. You know, just talking to a woman in those days was a social barrier that nobody really broke through, and Jesus just plowed right through that. <laughs> he I'm he knocked it down quickly, That's didn't right. he? Not? So anyway, you can read that story for yourself in John chapter 4 and see all those barriers that she was throwing up, and Jesus was breaking down um, to get to the heart of the person. And um, that's a part of missions in that as we are sharing the gospel with people, whether it's a group of people in a culture that's different than ours or maybe someone that's, um, that we know their story and know what they've been through, um, we're, it's important to, as we share the gospel and make disciples, to see what those barriers are and, and know how to talk to someone to overcome those and, and break through those. Paul would do that on his missionary journeys. Specifically, it comes to me thinking about when he was in Athens, and here they—I don't—I think he was walking down Idle Avenue. Yeah, you know, I don't know what else to call Statue it. Statue Street. Statue Street. <laughs> it was on everything, and they—they're afraid they're going to miss some god, and so they said to the unknown god, and so he saw all this, so he wanted to break through to them. They were intellectual, and they prided themselves on their intellect. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And that was a barrier. It was. And, and, and so Paul says, I want to tell you about this unknown God. I know him. That's pretty good. Yeah. I, I would say that was knocking down that barrier fast. And they said, well, tell us about him. And he did. And and they listened all the way through. They were attentive until they got to the resurrection. And uh, that's always been the case, hasn't it? I mean, yeah. if the resurrection is a barrier that cannot be brought through, yeah, you can't come to Christ. Yeah. Uh, all the other finance, the Book of Acts. We've done this on the Book of Acts two times about all the the gospel overcoming every barrier, yep. every obstacle, financial, social, religious, geographical. Yep. All of those barriers. And what's the ultimate barrier? Death. Death. And that's one that some people are not. They just can't comprehend. Which you can't comprehend it. And that's the point. Uh, but that Jesus even overcame that barrier. Uh, not just for himself and being raised from the dead, but for all of us as the firstborn of those that will that were that will be raised from the dead, um, and and gives us hope that resurrection hope. And so, um, as as we're on mission, um, that's where you want to get to. When you're breaking down the barriers, it's not just for the point of getting to know someone better, or uh, helping them emotionally, or even socially, uh, or even just spiritually. It's actually to the point of um, so they can experience resurrection, so they can, that last barrier of sin and death can be overcome in their own lives by Jesus Christ and his resurrection, his death on the cross, his resurrection life that can live through them, and they can experience that true eternal life. Now, I I just want to tell you, when I look back on my life personally, I realize beyond a measure of doubt that a lot of barriers was in my life. I was uh, one that was shy, backward, uh, I was, uh, you know, fearful, and what will people think? And so I don't know of anybody that's come to Christ uh, as that has a little age on them. You know, Jesus said, let the little children come unto me, for such is the kingdom of God. Uh, children sometimes, they don't have those bears. Man, they trust, they trust yeah. God. They listen to him. And we've done a program with about child evangelism fellowship and about the four four fourteen window. Yeah. After they get fourteen, 
those barriers seem to be growing yeah. during that period of time. And so that's the reason we say, yes, share Christ with a child and let them come. It it doesn't say that children's got to become childlike. They're already there. They're trusting. They're right. ready. It says we adults have become like, we need to become like that's little right. children. So that barrier has to be broken down, doesn't it? Yeah, we've put that front on, uh, that false face almost, and um, we're deep down we're afraid, um, ultimately of death, um, but but of our own selves and our own um, just the things that life might throw at us. And so, yeah, that's why we it's, it's a self preservation mechanism. Maybe you could say we put those emotional uh, barriers up. We call and, them mask. We yeah. put them on so people won't know the real us. Yeah, um, and God already knows the real real us, the real me, the real you. Um, and he sent his son to die um, for for the salvation of, of all peoples. Um, but to hear that um, in a way to make a genuine heart response, uh, a faith, a response of faith, um, to hear it, to hear the message clearly, on the front end of that, sometimes those barriers have to be broken down. Um the gospel can do that itself. The word of God will do that itself. It will penetrate and pierce um, soul, spirit, joint, and marrow is what Hebrew says. Um, but a, a lot of times it does take some um, other means and, and tools that God can use, uh, even like a horse or even a dog, to help break down some barriers um, in people's lives. And um, he can use us in that way. Um, I mean, wouldn't you be... Just generally, spiritually speaking, wouldn't you rather be known as a, a bridge builder and not a wall builder? You know what I mean. We're trying Amen. to we're trying to break down walls and barriers, and we're trying to build bridges yeah. into people's lives for the gospel. And and let's talk about one area as time is coming close to starting the interview, uh, and it is about the <coughs> barriers that keep those that are followers of Christ from becoming what God wants them to do with purpose and serving missions. I mean, how many times uh, there may be a barrier? Well, I can't speak. That's what Moses said about him going in front of Pharaoh. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, Timothy, he's... He was young, right? He was young. Paul said, don't let that be a hindrance to you. So the barriers of serving the Lord. So let's speak to that, the barriers of not teaching that small group. Mm. Right, let's just make it practical Okay, that you have something to offer to teach that small group, but you, well, I don't have time. I can't right now. Uh, we need to examine those bears to see if they're legitimate about serving him on purpose and yeah. on mission, don't we? Yeah. Sometimes we just make excuses, right? Um, and then other times there are legitimate issues that we have to work through. Um, but here's the thing. If God has called you to do something, if you genuinely see the opportunity to serve God in a way to the point where you feel like God is giving you that opportunity, uh, pointing you in that direction, leading you to do something, calling you to do something, to where if you were not to do it, it would be disobedience, right? Uh, so if you're if you're at that point, um, but all these excuses, all these barriers are, are there. Well, if God see God called you with that in mind, you know what I mean. He bring you bring that to the table. Yeah, he, he it wasn't like. That will surprise God. Yeah. Like, well, if you didn't know God, I'm not very good at speaking. 
Well, if you're not, God knew that you weren't, right? I know that issue. <laughs> but well. how do you get better at speaking? Well, by practicing, by, by speaking, right? How do you get, how do you overcome that barrier? You don't overcome the barrier by staying where you are and behind the barrier and hiding. You get better, you go through the barrier by going through it. And God will be the one that will give you that grace and that power and that strength to do that. And so obedience um, will overcome, I believe, those barriers um, because it's not just obedience, it's faith. Because it does require a step of faith. So the interview that we're about to do talks about a way that this group of people have found out how to break down some barriers in some hospitals, some hospice care in different places, and it is a neat way to share Christ. And don't let the barrier, it may be your turn to be a part of of a ministry like this or something similar. Don't keep the barrier up like Nathan said. Let it be a bridge to where God wants you to serve. And so I hope you enjoy this interview again. Uh, it's one of my favorites. I hope that you'll enjoy it as I did and share Christ with others. This is Exploring Missions, and this is an exciting program for me. Uh, I had the privilege of interviewing this ministry around two years ago, and uh, I have to admit it was the highlight of, of my life and also of my grandchildren's life because we have a very special guest, and I have a special co-host today. It's Caleb, my grandson. So, Caleb, I want to ask you, well, tell us first where you're from. Tupelo, Mississippi. And we have a special guest today. What's his name? Brimley the dog. Brimley the dog. And so that is exciting. And they're with Canines for Christ, and we're going to interview some individuals that minister in such a way. Caleb, uh, you were once in the hospital, and there was a dog that came and visited you. Do you remember that dog's name? Cheers. Did, it, did he cheer you up? He did. He did. I figured he did. Thank you, Caleb, so much. And so with that introduction, we also have Ross Powell. We have Don Beasley and Janet Beasley with us today, and they're with Canines for Christ. And uh, again, this was in Dallas, Texas, and I was, Janet and I, my wife was walking through, and all of a sudden we saw some dogs, and of course, we had to turn aside to see what this was. It was kind of like Moses, when he saw the burning bush, he turned aside to see what this was. And we were introduced for Canines for Christ, and we've been a fan since then. So let's start it with you, Ross. How long have you been with Canines for Christ? Since uh, early 2018, we started, my wife and I started with our dog, uh, Haley, and then, then we have Molly and Rocco now as well. And we're training up a third one called Riley. He's a puppy. Okay. And when they say they have the ministry, Don, you're a chaplain. Tell us a little about the ministry of Canines for Christ and why it is effective more than just visiting somebody in a room and yourself and you bring a dog with you. You mean it opens doors? It, uh, it, I tell people it breaks people. Uh, it breaks down the walls. It breaks down barriers uh, faster, quicker than anything I have ever seen in my life. It's just incredible. And so these dogs that you've trained and yep. and become a part of the ministry, they're the they're kind of the opening up to a person's heart and mind to open them up, isn't it? it it's it's amazing. Um, I've done all sorts of crazy, zany outreaches, uh, dressed up characters, um, 
nothing, nothing compares to what this dog does. We didn't even get out the door, didn't get him out the door of the car yesterday morning uh, here at NRB uh, before somebody came up to him and just started talking and, and sharing their heart. And we, we hugged on him and, and prayed with him. And uh, that, that's the crazy stuff. We, we have a, a saying, we go out expecting, we just never know what to expect. But every time we take the dog out and we take him everywhere, grocery stores, thrift stores, restaurants, um, we take him everywhere and we just expect some divine appointment, really, uh, that God lines up for us. We just don't know what to expect. Janet, you have over there beside you Brimley. Yes. Would you tell us his story? I know he's in training. I heard that <laughs> earlier, but tell us a little about it. Well, Brimley came to us um during uh, 2020, uh, smack dab in the middle of the pandemic, um, we had to put our other dog down of 17 years. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, four days later, Don got COVID. So I was sitting in the middle of the living room in a pile going, God, help me. <laughs> help my husband do something. We prayed. We said, okay, we want a dog, another dog. Um, but we can't do anything because my husband's furloughed. So he was furloughed for 14 months. When he was called back, that was on a Friday in uh, May of 2021. And on that Monday, a breeder called and said, we've had a cancellation. Would you like a dog still? And I were like, um, yes. You didn't have to pray about that. You'd already no, prayed. It, well, it, was more, it went more like this. Let me pray about it. Okay. So, okay. so we did. And she said, well, you'll have to wait eight weeks, definitely, because he was just born yesterday on May 23rd. And that happened to be the birthday of our other one that we had had to put down in 2020. Oh, so wow. when we got Brimley, we said, God, you've given us such a very special dog. We want to give him back to you. What can we do? So he has, uh, yesterday was his birthday. So he just turned two and uh, we joined another therapy organization. And I was like, there's got to be something God does because he makes his animals. Yeah. So I just, I Googled, um, God and dogs <laughs> and canines for Christ came up. So it was, it was an instant connection and, and we joined and Brimley's been serving there uh, for almost a year now. I think it's, I want to say July or August, somewhere in there will yeah. be our one year anniversary with them. And he's already done um, over 200 visits in oh, the last wow. nine months. Well, I'm, pr I'm proud you found canines for Christ. Uh, that is awesome. Ross, you've been with them a while. Right. Yes, sir. You said that earlier. Yes, sir. And you have you have dogs that are you, you're multiple in your dogs, right? Yes, sir. Yep. Now give us their names once again. I, I just love their names. So we have Rocco, who is a who's a, he's a he's a dual purpose dog. He actually is a therapy dog. Is a natural, but he also does dock diving. So he likes to run and jump into the water. <laughs> so so he does therapy work as well as athletic stuff. And we have Molly, who's was a natural. She was a rescue. And now we have a third rescue named Riley, who's in training. He's a cross between a Scotty and a German Shepherd. A so they call him a shoddy. A shoddy. <laughs> wow. Right. Uh, the, some of the dogs I've observed seems to be more natural with people than right, others. Right, right. And, and do you get to recognize that with as many dogs as you've had? Oh, sure, because we have six dogs total now. Okay. So three of them, not so much therapy dogs. They're, They're not ready, huh? One to German Shepherd is more bite therapy than regular <laughs> therapy. But she doesn't want to bite. I'm just kidding. She's more of a coward than anything else. Yeah, well, uh, listen, this boy of my, this grandson, they had a German Shepherd named Sadie. And she was just as gentle as she could be. Oh, so was Halo. So yeah, I was just joking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. And, but not all dogs are are 
you know, you can train them and train them, but they may not have the temperament to do. Right, right. Some just are, are just naturally more loving to people. Others are skittish. They all have just different, like logs have personalities. They do have emotions, and you can tell through their temperament who's going to be good and who's not. Yeah. And so just newest dog, Riley, we just, he was a foster fail, and we just love, fell in love with him. But we've taken him on training visits, and he's just just has it. He leans into people, loves some people, rolls over. You just can't train that. You just can't train that kind of temperament. The dog either has it or they don't. Yeah. And we just felt like another God just, when he got out of the car, I was like, oh, Lord, really, another one? And, <laughs> and, but he's just been a, the, the funnest dog. He's just so cool. Yeah. Okay, tell us, after the, they, they open doors, they break barriers, for what? Um, for what? Uh, what? Well, we, we get everything. Um, we had a lady who went to one of our stores that we go to maybe once a month. Um, she'd put down her dog the week before, two weeks before. No, two days. Two days. Um, she literally came there hoping that we would show up. Uh, that statistical odd just blows my mind. It, it, somebody would go to a store where they saw my dog once, looking for my dog to be there a second time. Um, and it's just the compassion and love that you get with people. Um, my wife wrote a book um, about grief, uh, her going through losing her parents. Uh, we keep a copy in the car, so we run across people with a lot of grief, whether it's dogs, parents. Um, we'll ask them if we can pray with them. Uh, she'll ask them if, if they're open to it. We'll go out and get a book and give them a book about it. Uh, so it just, it, like I said, we never know what to expect. Um, we just expect something that God brings somebody to us and we get to minister to them, to whatever, whether it's just hugging their neck, loving with them, praying with them, uh, giving their hearts to Jesus. It's, it just, it's just crazy, um, but it's fun, and it's so easy. That's the other key is you, you just walk around with your dog. That's all you do. <laughs> so you take the dog that you love. Um, I tell people it's one thing to love a dog. It's another thing to share your love of the dog with someone else. Yeah. Well, they have that tendency. Uh, I, I was telling you guys earlier, I think, when God made horses and dogs, he, he just put a little extra in on those. Right, right. I, yes. That's my observation. And uh, dogs, this way, they break barriers so many ways. Well, are hospitals, is there any place that uh, is difficult to get in, like uh, hospitals or? Uh, Actually, you know? we've had almost no, in fact, uh, using canines for Christ when we just it was like a week after we got our credentials with them uh, we went into a hospital which another organization that we work with wasn't even allowed in yet um, so if you walk in and you say hey this is what we're doing we've not had anybody turn us away no. uh, anytime and, and you'd be nice about it you know but uh, you know it uh, people just open up their doors open up their hearts it's just incredible and if you stay in tune, you know, with the Holy Spirit and you just you're driving down the road and you're just listening and you get that unction, you just stop and you go in. There's been uh, places we've gone uh, two or three times. There's one place that they consider him his mascot now. And they tell everybody, if you need therapy, go see Brimley. Yeah. And uh, we've shown up two or three times and they've said, oh, my gosh, I need Brimley right now. How did you even know to come? You know, well, you know, let me tell you about this guy. <laughs> uh, God's divine appointments yes. are amazing. Right, there. right. Okay, I wanted to, if anyone's listening and uh, they said, that is an awesome ministry, where do they start? Do they do what you did and just find a, 
dog ministry, human? What? How do well, you start? Well, you just go to our website, caninesforchrist.org. It's canines, the word canines, number four, the word Christ.org. And there's a litany of information for you to find out how to get started, what's required to get started. The key things are your dog has to be a canine good citizen, a AKC designation, and you have to be a believer in Jesus Christ. Those are the two primary things. But they have to have the shot records and the right temperament. Uh, but if they have the AKC, good canine, good citizen, you're, you should be good to go. I got a feeling there's some people out there that would love to have this ministry because they love dogs. Uh, yeah, we got a volunteer right here. Caleb, would you? That sounds like something exciting, doesn't it? Oh, very so. You know, we have a junior handler program from fifth grade to 12th grade, so he can go with an adult. So if you have a student that wants to get involved, you can join with your parent and be can co-handler. So, Caleb, we could definitely do it. <laughs> that, he has the temperament, and he does have a dog named Ellie. That yeah, is, also has a temperament. Yes, he always has that same yeah. loving temperament. So you can identify them pretty quickly, can't you? Yeah, I mean, we we just started training our dog early because we just wanted to, to do some type of therapy work. Um, we didn't really know what that was. I mean, we've been doing this for barely a year. Um, but we, again, we just, when we got the dog, we said, God, we want to, we want to use your dog. Again, we didn't know what that meant, but we just said, we're going to, and, uh, we met, actually we were out training at the Home Depot. Um, the paws, um, lady came by and said, she looked at the dog and she's like, I want that dog. <laughs> and, uh, we're like, who are you? And she's like, oh, we're paws. And we were like, okay, that's who we're trying to find. And um, you have to be a year old. The dogs has to be a year old. So we actually had to wait a couple months. Uh, but we trained him up before that point in time. So when he became a year old, we we jumped right into it and uh, started doing it. And then uh, we found Canines for Christ. And we've uh, we've started a chapter here in uh, North Lake County, Florida. So we're looking forward to growing that and doing more for God. And also, I wanted to throw in uh, Canines for Christ. I believe you guys are were represented in 38 states. 38 states and eight foreign countries. Yes. So step, step up to the microphone. Say that again. So we have 38 states and eight foreign countries. The latest one is in Paraguay. Paraguay. Amen. Mm -hmm. This is awesome. And it opens up doors that otherwise possibly would not be opened. And Correct. you found that to be true. Give us that website once again for those that are saying, it might be a good idea. I have a dog and I'm interested in it. Maybe at a point, well, you were already ministered, but then you needed, that adds to that ministry. Right. Like I said, you know, you, I tell people, uh, we do what we do, but we just dedicate it to God. You know, say, God, this is what I want to do. I want to do dog therapy work, but I want to do it for you. And uh, you do the therapy work. God brings you the people. And that's how you know it's God, because he brings people to you. You don't even have to go looking. And it's K9's K9's the number four, Christ.org. And one last thing, what is, what is dog spelled backwards? God. Amen. 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 When, when you're dyslexic like I am, you know those things a little bit. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I want to thank you, Ross, Don, Janet, and Brimley. Thank you for being with us today. Caleb, uh, say, uh, tell everybody thank you for being with us, and you were as excited to interview Brimley. Thank you, everybody, for this, and I'm about to interview Brimley. Yeah, and so you can be a part of Canines for Christ if God leads you. So we're praying that you would be on mission for God with a dog, 
or without a dog, that that dog might break down barriers that otherwise would remain.